Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. This is uh, End Times Friday. Uh, this will be airing good morning. Uh, the mid-December now, and uh, we are... Uh, not too far away in our taping of the actual events these days. So we're... Yes. <laughs> uh, there's lots going on. I um, uh, want to do a quick update uh, on Israel, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about world economy, and then we're going to okay. just keep the discussion going that we had that you reminded us of, of uh, uh, as we approach two things. One, economic hardship or differences um, mm-hmm. are we going to follow God or try to arrange our financial situation ourselves? Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, if we're headed to the end, we know that uh, in the tribulation that um, uh, and again let me let me keep setting up the simplicity of the overview of it. One, um, the world, has an economic collapse mm-hmm. that f- causes great hardship on everybody in the world. Right. Um, the one world government comes with a solution. Mm-hmm. And the world willingly embraces that solution in exchange for giving up our sovereignty. Mm. So okay. instead of being ruled by America and American interests in the United States and our, and our rule of government, we will willingly surrender to a whole new form of governing Mm -hmm. directed by a one world government that makes all the decisions. Right. So it won't be a democracy. It won't be we vote uh, on who to put up. We we still may have local elections, interesting enough. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and think of think of Russia that they have the appearance of a democracy. Right. So they actually vote. You know, for Putin, every you know, I think it's every six years they actually go through a vote. Now it's already rigged, mm-hmm. and they know that it's going to be a dictatorship. But they have the appearance of a democracy, so it's possible that under one world government, we still may have local election, for example, of mm-hmm. you know to put up things. So it's interesting how it's going to work. But we willingly surrender to that, um, and so it's caused by a purposeful economic collapse and then a willing solution that says, mm-hmm. hey, you can you can gain everything back and we're going to make it uh, uh, so that you enjoy your financial situation. But there's a cost to that. Mm-hmm. And the Bible describes it as taking the mark of the beast. Right. Uh, to be able to buy and sell and join that economic system. Um, well, that's a big moment mm-hmm. for the, for we who are following God because it's clear in Scripture that that uh, God says um, 
do not take the mark of the beast. Don't join the system. Don't willingly do it. I know everybody else in the world will, but not you, mm-hmm. because you need and and I think by the way this is why we're supposed to study Revelation so much mm-hmm. is I'm showing you what's going to happen and it's the whole spiritual battle right and you need to be with me right and are you going to choose me over money basically exactly which you know this is where we started this conversation last time just talking about the whole idea that there there is a reason that God mentions I mean, for lots of other reasons too, but but always continues to to talk about how you can't serve God and money, right. and that is one of the things that most battles for our heart and our allegiance, and where we try to control the most. And ultimately, when we get to that, you know, if that is in our lifetime, um, you know, when we get to choosing that, that's the battle that's going on there. Am I choosing God or am I choosing to control this myself? Correct. Um, and that it's going to be such a an important decision. Uh, that we need to be trained how to choose God over money um, mm-hmm. and then ultimately don't make that choice. So it's interesting uh, what's coming up. But um, So we're, we're going to get into that. But a couple things. One about Israel is that um, uh, Israel did uh, support a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did get a lot of hostages back, but they didn't get them all back. Right. Um, and they released a lot of hostages back to the uh, Hamas and the Palestinians. Yeah, actually uh, released a lot of prisoners, right? A prisoners, not yeah. hostages, but yeah, prisoners. Yeah, really, not hostages, yes. prisoners. Um, oh. And uh, and so Hamas, you know, is is trying was trying to uh, keep that prolonged mm-hmm. by dribbling out a few hostages at a time and hoping that well it'll give us time to you know, basically decide what we're going to do in terms of vacating mm-hmm. or getting to the right spot or whatever. Um, but because they were going too slow, uh, Israel said, we're done, we're done, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're going back in. Uh, so they have now uh, gone back to war, basically. There's still hostages there. Uh, the By the way, the reports of what Hamas did to women and children with with torture yeah. and rape and as uh, these hostages have come out they're just horrible yeah right? they're just they're just horrible 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 uh stories of uh and and you can you know remember from our perspective we keep we keep looking at things spiritually mm-hmm. uh this is a spiritual battle it's evil versus good and mm-hmm. we're seeing the depth of evil right uh, right that there's no regard for people and it's just it's just uh, self complete self centeredness to the point of of harming other people mm-hmm. without any care about harming other people, you know. And it's right. all, and it's awful. So it's and it's raising worldwide um, this divide between um, you know do we support the Palestinians and try to justify what they did because you know Israel is is you know acting improperly, which they think. And the, and the other ones that are supporting and say, wait a minute, there's a lot of anti-Semitism here mm-hmm. and we got to go the other direction. So it, it's a divide. And remember, spiritually, uh, when you think of the enemy, one thing we got to understand is that we tend to evaluate outcome and decide what's good or what's not good. And the enemy, see, doesn't care. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is 
all he cares about is chaos. Right, right. All, all he cares about is division so that if he can get people fighting each other, then he's he's winning the game in his mind. Right, and again, a house divided will fall, will fall. right? <laughs> yeah, a house divided will fall, and, and Christ talks a lot about that. Um, so um, as a spiritual thing, it doesn't surprise us that there's so much uh, conflict mm-hmm. between sides because there's there's not a viewpoint of let's look at truth and process the truth and try to come to a good solution. Rather, self centeredness is just chaos and division, and that's the, mm-hmm. that's the goal of the enemy, and it's and it's happening. Uh, right. So it's it's interesting. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch because they're they're going in. Um, they're into the tunnels. They're even they're even a, a report came out that they're uh, planning on mm-hmm. flooding the tunnels. Oh wow! Um, and you, you get you better if you're going to be in there. You better get out, you know, because they're going to flood the tunnels. So it's this this whole thing is really the whole thing is in play right now, and uh, we're going to see. But we know that there's chaos. I think there'll be a moment coming down the pike here where there'll be there will be some kind of a resolution including mm-hmm. in Israel's mind we've eliminated Hamas as a as a threat right um, and then they'll see what you know Hezbollah wants to do and what Iran wants to do uh, so far they haven't they haven't decided because they're they're uh, Israel's winning the war against Hamas Iran and Hezbollah has not decided, well, we're going to come after them, Israel, to try to stop mm-hmm. them. They haven't decided that. Right. Uh, which I don't think they will. Uh, so it'll, it'll be interesting to watch. So anyway, the, the Middle East is something to keep watching. And remember, everything happens in the Middle East. So the outcome of mm-hmm. this will, may dictate the timing and what we see for next, you know, with uh, the tribulation coming. Right. Uh, so still pay attention, right? Pay attention. <laughs> On the economic front, um, big news, big, big, big news. Uh, China uh, was downgraded by the uh, the World Economic uh, uh, Appraisal mm-hmm. and said because of their debt, um, they are they are in jeopardy of not being able to fulfill their obligations. Uh, and what happens? And this happened to America, by the way. We've in in, the, in our history of the last hundred years. We've been downgraded this year from an A to a B. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's big news, right? Uh, that there's now a uh, based on their evaluation, we're starting. To, they're starting to say there's a potential that it, that America can't ultimately fulfill its obligations, which is basically around, right. around debt. Well, China just got the same thing, mm. which is surprising to us because you know they, you know, they can run the whole show. But they borrowed so much money that, uh, and it's not going to be paid back because they invested in real estate and other things to build things. But there's not an economic ability to pay it back, so they're going to have a lot, right. of, a lot of defaults on their loans. And the only way that um, they can even get through it is uh, through what's called a central bank swap of. Okay, we'll give you twenty years to pay this off, and we'll we'll provide the cash in the short term, um, mm-hmm. and they're swapping the long term for the short term, um, hmm. and it's all being done by the central bank, by the way, which is owned by the Rothschilds. <laughs> right? Who does the rating? Like a you know who who did the downgrading? There, there's a service called Moody's, 
that operate on a worldwide basis. They rate um, uh, individual government debt mm-hmm. and all the way down to cities, states, countries. Okay. Uh, they'll rate them all. And then they rate corporations. Okay. Um, Interesting. And you could go online right now and say, I'd like to, what is my Moody's rating? I have a bond with uh, IBM. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's Moody's rating on IBM? And okay. it, it'll, it'll tell you. Um, and they are charged with worldwide rating, uh, and they and they're they're pretty objective because it's a formula that mm-hmm. they use, and that's why even with the political damage of rating China and the United States lower, because the data shows it, they couldn't do anything else. Right. So they're not politicized yet to where they're faking it for okay. the sake of politics. Uh, that, that was going to be my question. Is yeah. It's interesting, you know, as all of these countries begin to get lower ratings, right. if that doesn't play into, <clears throat> play into the appeal of the one world economy. Yeah. So the implication is uh, there's, there's a short and long term. Uh, short term, mm-hmm. uh, what it does is it drives interest rates up. Okay. Um, and that means um, less discretionary income for the average person because mm-hmm. we have to spend more on things because inflation is taking it uh, because people have to raise prices to achieve the higher right. uh, uh, coverage of the interest rates. Uh, and they're going to be taxed more. Uh, uh, I was just talking to some people this last week about uh, it hasn't really hit yet. But everybody is starting to realize, like, uh uh-oh, next year, 2024, Mm -hmm. my real estate taxes are going up 50 to 100%. Uh, That's a gigantic drain Mm -hmm. on economics because that's money that I normally would spend on, on things. I'm just giving it giving it away for my real estate tax. Now, what is the what is the driving force that we think they're going up that much? Okay, this is this is clever. Um, think about what happened to COVID. Mm-hmm. When people wanted to buy a house, right? What happened? Prices got driven up. Way up. Yeah. They got driven way up, so that yeah. as prices were driven up. Mm-hmm. And we're talking gigantic increases. Right. And because people had cash and the interest rates when they bought them were low, mm-hmm. I, could right. af- I could afford a more expensive house. I'm right. competing. And by the way, I, I want to move from the city to the country. I, wanna, I, now, mm-hmm. can, I now can work remotely. So it, that's why around the, the world the, uh, the, or the United States, People would move in all over the place. Like Colorado was a big place and still a big place where we're getting people from cities and they're moving up into the mountains. They're moving into the rural suburbs um, and the prices continue to rise. Okay, so um, prices rose because of the demand and supply right. of what happened. Okay, now what, what the appraisals do, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they use that information. right. So in my neighborhood, let's say, uh, a house that normally sold for a million, let's say sells for a million eight. Right. Well, they take that data, divide by the square footage, mm-hmm. then apply that to everybody else in the neighborhood. 
uh, right. of now their their valuation has increased by 80 percent right well guess what now do you now you gotta oh, pay go the taxes on that yeah now, you didn't so sell in it, new hampshire it. yeah go ahead yeah in new hampshire and i don't know if it's different in different state to state which it could be we have high property taxes in new hampshire because we don't have a state income right. tax so that's why this is so interesting to me. Um, but one of the things that does happen, our, our property taxes have already gone up um, some because of, you know, they reevaluate and, but it's based on a percentage basis. You know, they, they only give the appraisal at a certain percentage of the selling prices, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But each town has a town budget. And so at the end of the day, if the, if the appraisals all go up, there's still just a town budget. Now that town budget may have increased because of um, you know, inflation and, and other things or things that have been added, especially with the schools and that sort of thing. So that drives the taxes up. But the higher appraisal in an odd way actually does not because they still, let's say the town needed a thousand dollars and it had you know 50 houses appraised at you know where they're paying $10 each or something or $20 each. And now it needs, you know, the the appraisal is now a hundred dollars each, and it's got still the thousand dollars or a little more. Then that's divided down by less. So the the tax, the amount of tax that is spent in New Hampshire per town, is literally based on the town's budget sure. that passes. And so the appraisal, if you're paying more, you still, if you're appraised at a higher you're still yeah, just, just paying that just, percentage what they do basically they, of what your town budget is. Yeah, they, uh, so, what's called the, uh, uh, it's a combination of what's called the valuation mm -hmm. and the mill rate. The mill rate in your case would, would go lower. Right. Uh, so they pay a little bit more, but not, not the full amount. Right. It does. Uh, yeah. So ours aren't skyrocketing to the, the amount that you're talking about in New Hampshire anyway, but yeah. ours are high to, to yeah. begin with. So yeah. I'm curious if each state just does that a little differently or. Each, each locale can do it differently. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of, because of the increase, and I can tell you that in Colorado and other states that, that I've talked to, they're using that as an advantage of, well, then we're gonna get more taxes. We can then pay mm -hmm. more, we can hire more, uh, right. we can do more. So they're actually going the other direction, not let's not keep the budget the same, let's increase the budget because mm. we're gonna get more taxes. But anyway, gotcha. anyway the, the, the issue is is that um, with the debt issues of America, China, actually around the world, Europe, uh, the cost is gonna go up and the discretionary income is gonna be an issue so that uh, short term, we could go into a recession and have some mm -hmm. dislocation and less money, even even if we're employed, right. to be able to buy things. So it's just a matter of understanding the short-term cycle of it, and it's mm -hmm. being driven by the debt issue. On the long-term issue is that, uh, and this is something that everyone needs to appreciate, uh, that uh, what's happening with America, what's happening with China, these are, these are structural debt issues that mm -hmm. aren't short-term, they're long-term, and the implication of it is it's not sustainable. Right. There'll be a moment when that, that it'll literally cause, a, it by itself will cause a collapse of the entire world system, and I believe it's purposeful mm -hmm. to drive the debt levels to that level so that the world solution comes about with the one world government.
Um, right. Because uh, and and think about it. Uh, and this is this is a, this is a little bit complicated, uh, but uh, and this is this is something where current thinking is is struggles because people's view of debt is well, so what? Mm-hmm. Um, let's just print what we call print more right. money. It's still become monopoly money anyway yeah. at this point in the game, right? <laughs> yeah, let's just print more money internally, and, and we'll take care of it ourselves, but. You can't think that way because you don't control the system. See, you're mm-hmm. part of a bigger system in the interactions between the different pieces, the different countries, the different banks uh, around the world. You can't control just your own country economics. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a false uh, understanding. But if we could control the whole thing, hmm. Debt, in a sense, can be taken care of. And here's how it's, I believe this is how it's going to be taken care of, uh, is that the central banks will come under the one world government and we're going to, and they're going to say, and it's called the Great Reset. Have you heard that word? Yes. <clears throat> um, the reset is we're going to eliminate all debt mm-hmm. for everybody, governments, uh, uh, persons, uh, companies, we're going to eliminate all debt because mm-hmm. we now control it all, and we can restructure, reset the economic situation mm-hmm. uh, back to a start over, basically, with no debt. Which would be, think about, you know, if you had a lot of debt and it's causing you great stress, right? And the new system says very appealing. We release right? that, and you have no more stress. Yeah, that's why I think it's willingly accepted. So that um, the structural issue of the United States, China, Europe, even Russia, uh, the debt load is getting to a point where it's irreversible. Mm-hmm. It's not solvable other than a one controlling entity right. resetting the whole thing. So, do you see like just as you're talking about this? It's fascinating to me when, you know, you think about um, the enemy as such the great deceiver, right? And how he definitely, like, is a counterfeiter, (laughs) a counterfeiter in this. Mm -hmm. And as you talk about the great reset, I am reminded of the beauty of the pattern that God set up in Israel all those years ago, that every seven years, debts were released. And it, it was essentially a great reset, right? They, I mean, and that there was a rhythm in this where that happened. I think it was every seven, maybe it's every 50 or something like that. But there was a rhythm um, in the Old Testament that was essentially a great reset that yeah, was they releasing would, debt. Uh, uh, there, were two, there were two elements to that. One is called the uh, Sabbath year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be uh, every seven years, um, don't uh, work your ground. Right. Um, let it go fallow. Uh, re- replenish it basically. Mm-hmm. Um, give away all uh, any fruit that comes, which will be right. less, to the poor. Mm-hmm. Um, take a break economically. Okay, every fifty years, called the year of jubilee. Yes, that's what it is. I was thinking that about. that was, and I was going to mention this. That is actually the biblical perspective mm-hmm. of a great reset. Right. Uh, because every 50 years, it was, um, 
wipe out all debt, mm-hmm. and basically start over. Right. Uh, now, so to me, it's fascinating because you're you're looking, you you see that, so you do see a biblical, and then you see a counterfeit of it coming, correct? Right. right. And then also, when you look at the one world government of itself, you know, no one can deny going through the Bible a call to unity over and over and over. And then this one world government, in my mind, is a counterfeit of the unity that we're called to in Christ with the Holy Spirit. And so I see these big counterfeits raising up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, God's purpose was to give freedom. Right. Um, and they and they worked the system so that obviously, um, you know, in year, you know, 42, um, somebody knowing that the great change is coming. Right. I'm not going to lend a lot of money mm. uh, to somebody because I know in f- seven years I'm going to I'm going to have it all taken mm-hmm. away. So um, there would be there would be a scaling, what I call scaling of that, mm-hmm. of knowing, hey, it's coming. Um, see, and the issue on our side of it, the counterfeit is one: you don't know when it's coming. Right. You we can't now. It's been being told it's going to happen. It's interesting already. They're very verbal mm-hmm. about it, which is interesting to me. Um, right. So, uh, in a way, if we thought <laughs> this is, and this is this is kind of hilarious, really. Um, if I uh, thought, hey, this is going to happen, <laughs> the best thing I could do is just go borrow a bunch of money, right? Uh, right. Why? Because I won't have to pay it back. Now, by the way, do I know that for sure? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do I know when? No. <laughs> Uh oh! I thought I didn't have to pay it back. I have to pay it back, you know. And so that holds it in check, you know. And so, uh, but the Great Reset is coming, and uh, what it does, it'll translate into we'll then join the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we end this segment today, we'll pick this up next time. But just read uh, Matthew five twenty four, just one one verse sure. that lays it out. We'll talk about this next time. Okay, Matthew five twenty four says. Um, Leave your gift before the altar and go your way. First, uh, no, go, re- go, to, uh, go to just verse 24. Okay. We're not going to read the whole thing this time. Just 24. Um, okay. That was 24. So. No. 624. Oh, 624. Okay. I thought you said 524. Oh, sorry. sorry. 624. Um, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Okay. So. um uh, and we're gonna we're gonna really talk into this next time, but the statement you cannot mm-hmm. serve God and money at the same time, right? Um, and see, it's an absolute, and we'll go into the reasons why it's an absolute, and therefore mm-hmm. there's a choice because our goal <laughs> is to serve both, right? Um, and I'm sure we can figure that out, you know. And God <laughs> says, well, let's just start there. Mm-hmm. The answer is you cannot do that. You have to come down to a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to teach you that choice because that choice, by the way, always comes up during our lifetime, just in general. Mm-hmm. And he said, as we approach the end, it's going to be very specific. Right. A choice that will determine where you wind up either following the world and the enemy with the mark of the beast, or you're going to follow me and not take mm-hmm. the mark of the beast. He said that choice is going to be pretty clear. Right. Uh, and the question is, can you do it? You know, so that'll be, that'll be something to talk about. And we'll, we'll try to bring all this up. And what we're trying to just say is that uh, recognize what's happening. Mm-hmm. 
and start to factor that into your processing with the, particularly with what just happened with China, that's big, big, big news. Mm-hmm. And we can't ignore that or just dismiss it. That has implication for us. And mm-hmm. we need to go to God and talk through it and say, okay, now that I see something, you know, help me understand what my response should be and how do I keep my economic condition in a positive place? Uh, and then how can I be learning not to uh, choose money over yes. you? Right, um, which and, I think is huge. I think he desires to train our hearts in that right now. Yep. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, the insight and the truth and we know that things are happening. And you tell us very clearly you cannot serve God and money at the same time. And so we pray that we'll receive that. Uh, we'll be taught how to do that so that we make choices uh, knowing that, uh, and the beauty of it is if we choose you, we actually get the blessing of money. And so I just pray that you help us understand that because it's all about trust and uh, following you in the kingdom. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you for being patient with my questions as they <laughs> as they feed into the discussions. I love being able to bounce them off of you. Um, thanks for joining us, everyone. And we look forward to seeing you next time. All right. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.